3: Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts,
4: John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Well, it's not quite the old days of uh, the steel mills and unabated smoke from the stacks or hell with the lid off, but it sure feels close, doesn't it? Welcome to the uh, Wednesday edition of The Ride Home. Kath. Uh, how are things in your neck of the woods? Uh, are you coughing?
5: I am not coughing, but it is smoky. I will mm, say it that is yeah. mm-hmm. it is smoky. Now, I, if I didn't know about the wildfires, I would just think it was
4: a hazy day,
5: right? Humid and mm-hmm. a little damp and that sort of thing. Right. But it, it—I don't know if it got in my lungs, but it definitely got in my head. Mm-hmm. Because That's, it, yeah. well, it was time for my workout, and I thought, now wait a minute. I There was all this information on the radio about, you know, this is an air quality alert day and blah blah blah. I thought, am I going to do? Damage? If not, finally I thought, you know what?
4: You're a Pittsburgher, right? I'm a
5: Pittsburgher. So it's very unhealthy
4: (laughs) air is what they're telling us. Very unhealthy. Uh, Even so much so that the Pittsburgh Pirates uh, released a press release today saying, even though things are bad, we're going to play a game tonight. Mm -hmm. Now across uh, other parts of the United States, uh, New York City, Chicago, Cleveland, uh, they're making up their mind whether they're going to play games outside today. So things are bad. And, of course, uh, you've heard the warnings if you're a uh, respiratory weak or whatnot. Uh, stay indoors. That's how it is.
5: Now, both you and I, John, uh don't have air conditioning in our homes. So basically our inside is the same as outside pretty much. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. I mean, there's not like, do you have like any, it wouldn't make any sense to have like an air filtration system. I mean, I have a fan that's not filtering anything. It's just blowing it around.
4: So we've got a face mask on or something like that, you know, (laughs) a goalie mask, perhaps, you know?
5: Okay. Well, speaking of, um, coughing, you're the one who's uh, respiratorily, uh, 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 fragile, exactly. Fragile. uh and so I guess I should be asking you what it's like.
4: It's fine. I mean, I, I to be honest, I've had pneumonia apparently for the past few weeks. So I don't know if there's any difference. I mean, the sun could be shining, and I'm still feeling the same way. So okay, it's all fine. It, it'll, it'll, this too shall pass, as they say. Oh, John, right? I'm
5: sorry for you. Uh, last question, though: Are mm-hmm. you medicated?
4: I am heavily medicated. Did I send, you my, uh, did I send yeah. you my screenshot?
5: Yeah, but I'm wondering if you've chosen to go codeine for today's show or not.
4: You know what? I did. Here's Okay, so I've got an inhaler, mm. and I've got the codeine, and I've got some amoxicillin, and I've got something else as well. i got four things that are going on at one time. Now, they told me when I use the inhaler, I make it a little <laughs> irritable. <laughs> <laughs> which I think is a good excuse. Yeah, you know, sure. Hey, you're a little cranky. Yeah, well, it's the inhaler. Um, and they said the codeine may make you sleepy. Now, I, so I got these uh, prescriptions yesterday. I, I did do the inhaler to uh, uh, no effect, I believe. Uh, then later on this evening, as I was, you know, around 10 o'clock, I thought, well, I'll go to bed soon. I'll take some codeine. Uh, last night I was up till after 3 a.m.
5: You're I, kidding.
4: It, it had the opposite effect. I was like wired and I kind of liked it, you know. Wow. Yeah. So anyway, that's the message. Okay.
5: So that you're taking mood altering drugs. That's not what I expected when you said the diagnosis was pneumonia.
4: Uh, right, right.
5: Are you irritable?
4: Uh no, I'm fine. I'm, you know, I'm I'm a little cranky just because I'm sick of being sick. Sure. Right? You know, you know that feeling. Anybody has been that long for you know, you you get a little sort of off the edge.
5: You know, I feel like maybe for how closely we work, the three mm. of us, yeah. maybe you should send us a screenshot of the side effects of the medication you're no, on, just you so know, we, no. Lex, so you and I know what to expect. No, that, would if, be, if anybody, that would be nice. Yeah, <laughs>
4: if, if anybody's sending a screenshot, it'd be my poorest, long-suffering wife, and I don't think mm. she's in she's in the mood for that either, you know? No, oh, it's too bad. That's how it is. Those things are fine around the whole house. It's
5: fine for crying out uh, loud. It's just yeah, pneumonia. What's the big deal with pneumonia? The heck? Well. Coming up on today's program, we're going to talk about new grads and how it is that you can thrive or kind of die on the vine in your new job. Like, mm-hmm. what are the things that you, how do you put your best foot forward?
4: Been there, done that in yes, both instances. Yes, me
5: too. Yep. Yeah. And Lisa Anderson is going to be with us, Director of Boundless and Young Adults at Focus. Uh, that'll be in the five o'clock hour. Also, we'll talk about AI. This is a subject that keeps coming up. Uh, in conversation everywhere. So we're talking about it a lot on The Ride Home. We're going to talk about how it intersects with neuroscience and faith with someone who should know. Dr. Kurt Thompson is a psychiatrist and a terrific writer, and he'll join us at 510. And uh, also this hour, 11 sets of twins just graduated from the same high school.
4: How can that be? How, how is you that a,
5: possible? How large is the high I school? I can't even. Please tell me they have, like, 10,000 students. I, I mean, what could... Anyway, there's a lot about that and much more coming up on today's ride home.
4: Very nice. And as we always do, we get underway with the show. Kath brings us up on the news stories of the day. So, Kath, without further ado, please give us the top four at four. For
5: Wednesday, June 28th. Mm. Isn't that crazy? How can it be the end of June? I don't like it. 2023. Number one. Opinions in the Jewish community differ on seeking the death penalty for the Pittsburgh synagogue shooter. Seven of the nine families who lost a loved one in the synagogue shooting have publicly expressed support for executing Robert Bowers. But other friends of the slain gathered outside the federal courthouse downtown this afternoon to protest the death penalty. Inside the courthouse, Bowers' trial was completing its 15th day. Many of the protesters, John, holding signs reading, remember the victims, but not with more killing. They were also holding signs that said, thou shalt not kill and execution is not the solution. Rabbi Danny Schiff, according to today's TRIB, disagrees with that. The community leader, a foundation scholar at the Jewish Federation of Greater Pittsburgh, says he believes Jewish religious texts suggest that Jews need to remain open to considering the death penalty. He said it should be a possibility for those particular moments when society is presented with an example of ultimate evil, and it should be exceedingly rare. Modern day Jews differ on views of the death penalty. Even Schiff admits, though, that categorizing them automatically does overgeneralize people. Though some say more conservative Jews, such as Orthodox or conservative, typically support it, while more liberal ones, such as Reform or Reconstructionist, usually oppose it. It's a good article put together well in today's trim. Number two, mercenary leader Yevgeny Prigozhin planned to capture Russia's military leadership as part of last week's mutiny. That's why he moved the start date up, because the country's domestic intelligence intelligence agency learned about his plot. Now, of course, the plot had a premature launch, and it was among the factors that could explain why it didn't work when Purgosian called off an armed march on Moscow that initially didn't really face any resistance at all. A Wall Street Journal exclusive today tells the story of how Prigozhin intended to capture Defense Minister Sergei Shoigu and General Valery Gerasimov, the chief of Russia's general staff. So that was the whole idea—that he was going to go into Moscow with all the troops and get those two guys. But not only did the uh, Russian intelligence discover what was going on because he Prigozhin had a leak, but Western intelligence also found out early because they were intercepting electronic communications and looking at satellite imagery. It is a good piece worth your time in today's Wall Street Journal. Number three, a Delta plan landed safely at Charlotte Douglas International Airport this morning without its front landing gear. Mm. Mm -hmm. A passenger told ABC News there was no chaos during the landing. He praised the crew for their work. No injuries reported. There were two pilots, three flight attendants and 96 customers on the Boeing 717. It was coming from Atlanta. Delta said its pilots received a nose gear unsafe indication. They flew by the airport's air traffic control tower to let them visually inspect it. The nose landing gear doors were open. The nose gear was not out. So the pilots declared an emergency. The passengers said they were briefed. And then they went on to say it was a smooth landing, even though they were told to brace for a rough one. Mm -hmm. And number four. A California man, John, going to prison for running a cow dung to green energy scheme that authorities say was a load of manure. Mm. That's your top four at four. That's
4: right. It's always a good get-rich-quick scheme, the old cow
6: dung. I mean,
5: yeah. So Ray Brewer was sentenced to six years and nine months. Uh, He built investors out of almost $9 million. Can you believe that? I mean, twenty. 2014 to 19, he told investors he would turn cow into methane mm-hmm. while they would receive 66% of next net profits and tax incentives.
4: When people do this, I mean, you read about this, it feels as though you read about this at least every week, if not every day, whether it's Elizabeth Holmes or someone else, these pie-in-the-sky things. Right. What, people think they're going to disappear? They're going to go to Belize and, you know, never be seen again? Right. You know, sooner or later, the authorities are going to catch up with you. I, I don't understand the, the nature of the greed in stories like this.
5: I'm telling you, it's something else. And imagine how much work it would have to be. Yeah. Because he was keeping investors up-to-date On this non-existent construction, he had to put together fake schedules, fake invoices. He had to do fake power generation reports, pictures. He did the whole thing. Like, it would be so much easier to just do something rather than pretend to do something.
7: Rod,
4: imagine these sleepless nights the guy had as well. I know.
5: The stress level must be off the chain.
4: Surely must be. All right, well, that's a, a news update. Uh, let's uh, shut down here and move forward. We're going to talk about Titus 2, 11, 14. You want to pull out your Bibles in the interim. Pastor Josh Brown will join us from Belfield Presbyterian Church. Titus 2, 11, 14, What the Grace of God Prompts Us to Do. That's next on The Ride Home with Pittsburgh's Christian Talk on Word FM.
8: 101.5 WORD.
0: Dr. Charles
9: Stanley. If you want your life to count before God, listen, His power is available to every single believer. It will pay the price, and the price, in essence, is sitting before God. Hear
10: the series, Pursuing God's Heart this week on in touch the teaching ministry of Dr. Charles Stanley
2: tomorrow morning at 8:30 on 101.5 WORD right now my pillow has a massive closeout sale happening on their all season
4: slippers listeners continually make the my slippers the number one selling my pillow product and i have a feeling you'll want to stock up now when you hear this offer hey this is John Hall When you use my promo code WORD, you'll get the all-season slippers for $25, regularly $149.98. That's over $120 in savings. Limited to 10 pairs at checkout, these will sell out, so act now. My slippers have an exclusive four-layer design that you won't find in any other slipper. The patented layers make these slippers ultra-comfortable and extremely durable. They help relieve stress on your feet, and you can wear them anytime, anywhere. They also come in a ton of additional sizes and all-new colors. Just go to MyPillow.com. Com. Click on the radio podcast square to grab a pair of the all season slippers for $25 regularly priced at $149.98 limited to 10 pairs at checkout enter promo code word or call 800-391-0954 for this incredible offer that won't last long so please order now
0: TV news it's a love hate relationship well let's be honest more hate we agree that's why we're different Salem News Channel has assembled the greatest collection of conservative minds all in one place. Home to Charlie Kirk, Hugh Hewitt, Eric Metaxas, and more. There's finally a place on TV for lovers of freedom like you. Watch anytime, on any screen, free, 24 7. Find what you're looking for at snc.tv. That's snc.tv.
11: If you're looking for a
7: great book that explores the character and work of Jesus, Contact Truth For Life today and request a copy of the book, Confronting Jesus, Nine Encounters with the Hero of the Gospel. Each chapter unpacks a different role that marks the work and nature of Christ, such as his role as king, teacher, healer, and servant. Get your copy today at truthforlife.org
2: slash donate.
1: When it comes to your child's education, do you feel like you have a partner in your current school, or is it more like you're on your own? As you look ahead to next year, now's a perfect time to consider a quality Christian education with a school who will be a true educational partner for you and your family. Many of our area's finest Christian schools are offering half-price tuitions for first-time enrollees, like Tri-State Christian Academy in Burgettstown. Find a school that's right for you at wordfm.com slash tuitions.
5: Happy to welcome Josh Brown back to the program. Josh is the pastor of Belfield Presbyterian Church in the Oakland part of Pittsburgh. Josh, welcome back.
12: Hey, thanks for having me once again. I appreciate it.
4: Our pleasure, Josh. For the grace of God has appeared that offers salvation to all people. So what does, if we know the grace of God is upon us, the, the, the call there, we must do something because of that grace?
12: Yeah. Thank, thank you for reading that passage, Kathy. Uh, I think that sets up um, a couple good things for us to talk about it. First of all, it, this is just a really, really incredible passage. This is one of those ones in scripture, you find it, and it's like those meal replacement bars. It's got like 300% of everything. That you <laughs> yeah. need in it. There, <laughs> There is so much stuff that is going on in there. And it's a verse, it's a passage that uh, I recently had an opportunity to be down with some of The folks in our congregation uh, with one of our ministry partners down in Guatemala and our team down there was reflecting on this throughout the week. And we were just talking about it a lot. And you realize there's a lot going on there. So just by way of preface, I'll say that. Um, But it's powerful at at the beginning and just saying, yes, the grace of God has appeared, bringing salvation for all people. And we know that that what he's talking about there, this this is Paul, by the way, writing to Titus, one of the young leaders in the church, mentoring, teaching, equipping him. He's just reminding him about the good news of the gospel, what it is that God has done for us in Jesus Christ to rescue us from our sins, to redeem us, and to make us a new people for his purposes.
5: So good news, Josh, for the Jew and Gentile alike.
12: Exactly right. That's one of the main themes in Paul's letters. I'm sure people are familiar with that. You read through there, and, and he says he, he is often reminding people that the gospel is not—it's not niche marketing. It's not like a targeted pop-up for just some particular small demographic slice. But as he says in Romans, everyone who calls on the, on the name of the Lord will be saved. And, and so anyone who we are told uh, believes in, uh, in their heart that God has raised Jesus from the dead. Confesses with their mouth that Jesus is Lord. Anybody who does that, any anyone who calls on Him, uh, will experience that because this grace of God has appeared. And what what Paul does so powerfully in that in those few little verses, it just he weaves together how many different things are connected to that, how many different things that produces, how many different things. Uh, just flow out of that new identity that we have in Christ. And and it's good to see that because oftentimes I think we tend to get a little tunnel visioned and focus on Mm -hmm. just one or maybe two things that we think are the only result of this. Mm -hmm.
4: But there's a catch here, Josh, isn't there? I mean, people will say, well, I sin, 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 sin. No worries. I've got the grace of God. Paul's saying something else.
12: Yeah, exactly. One of one of the things that he mentions here, so I think, I'll say I think there are three, uh, kind of broadly three things that he highlights here. One of them is that there is then uh, this corresponding call to renounce ungodliness and wickedness. He says we, we need to turn away from those things, that uh, to live self-controlled, upright, godly lives in this present age. So So there is a need to turn away from our sin, from our idolatry, from the things that used to characterize us prior to coming to be who we are in Christ. So that that is a part of it. It's a turning away from those things, certainly. he Right then moves on to say another thing we do is that we are waiting for the return of Jesus Christ, that we are waiting mm-hmm. for uh, the appearing of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ, this one who gave himself for us. So we look uh, expectantly with hope to this time when Jesus will come again. And then right after that, he goes on to say, and we also then ought to be eager to do good works. I think that was the version you read, Kathy. I think mm-hmm. there's something that yeah. say that we ought to be zealous for good works, um, that we ought to be actively doing the things that God has called us to do. So uh, those, are, those are really significant things, each one of them. We need to renounce uh, these ungodly ways in which we used to live. We need to wait patiently but also expectantly for Jesus. And we need to be eager to do the things that he's put before us. And I think it's really significant to see that they're all held up there together, not not one at the expense of others, uh, or, or one that is, you know, in any way indicated is more important than the others. They're all there. But I think we can all uh think of Christians who maybe do one of those things really well. <laughs> uh, you know, we, we can all we all know some people who, who you know exactly what they are against, all the things they want to renounce and turn away from and uh all the all the things that they are uh, rejecting in this world and okay that's a part of it we also maybe know some of the people who just want to withdraw and just you know cover their ears and their eyes and, and not get engaged in any way to say'm I'm, I'm just sitting here waiting for Jesus to come and other people who are really active and out there and doing good things and and none of those are meant to be pitted against one another but those are mm. all things that we yeah. do
5: well that's a good that's a really good point Josh Brown is with us from Belfield Presbyterian Church uh, I was thinking as I was reading it Josh, at the start of the segment that, um, that I think the, the Christian church, and of course I'm part of that, the three of us are all part of it. Um, I think one of our issues is that we tend to, um, moralize to people outside the church. Um, and, uh, I don't, and so I guess I'm asking you how to think about that because this is clearly talking to people. I mean, it says the grace of God has offered salvation to all people, But how do we draw the line between, you know, let's police us uh, and in other places where Paul says, what's it to you what someone outside the church is doing?
12: Yeah, that's a good point, Kathy. And it's I think you can see some of, of Paul maybe even hinting at some of that where he talks about us us, you know, Christians, that is, those who do call upon the name of Jesus in faith, being a people for God's own possession. So another thing that does is it pushes against the just very hyper-individualized perspective we often Mm -hmm. have of things. Um, You are called to a new position in Christ yourself. Yes, that's true. But here we're told that God has claimed a people for himself. And this people then ought to be characterized by these things. Um, So, yes, there, there are things that we ought to be... Uh, saying and sharing and teaching to the world outside of us, but there's also far more instructions that are given throughout these letters of, okay, as God's people, as this people that he has claimed for himself, here's what you need to look like, and here's what that should look like. So it certainly has to start there. Uh, There are things, again, that we ought to be saying and sharing and teaching to the world outside of the church, but it's got to start with making sure that we are embodying the kind of people-ness, if you will, that is described in a passage like this. Mm -hmm.
4: Josh, grace is one of those things that much has been written about, talked about, prayed about. But it's so still, I believe, even if you're a Christian who's been in the church for years, following Jesus for years, or you're a brand new Christian, it's one of those things of mystery and beauty that it's like the sand between your fingers. It's really hard to get a hold of. At least I'll speak for myself.
12: It is. And that's some of the beauty and the depth of it. Um, at the same time, there are some, I think, fairly easy ways that we can start to, to get our heads around some of that. One of the easiest ways that I've just heard it described over the years, and I've heard it so many places, I don't I don't know who to properly attribute here, but um, one of the ways I've heard people talk about it is that mercy is not receiving what you deserve, but grace is receiving what you didn't deserve. So for example, God's mercy isn't saying that he, he is not, uh, because, of what, because of what Christ has done for us, we do not receive the consequence for our sin. So mercy is not receiving this consequence that we do deserve. Grace, then, is receiving what we didn't deserve or didn't earn. That is just this abundant love and life that we have in Jesus, the freeness of this gift, of, of all these things. So it's, it's receiving. It's what God gives to us. It's what God provides for us. It's what God, it's what God has done for us that in no way is anything that we had to uh, get pre-approved for or meet some kind of checklist on the front end it's a lavish gift from god and it's what he's done for us in jesus christ Mm
5: -hmm. josh talk to us about belfield church where it is and what you guys do there
12: we are in the Oakland section of Pittsburgh, so right in the middle of the university and medical communities that are there. Uh, we're actually kind of in the middle of the University of Pittsburgh's campus, but uh, we draw people from all around the area, um, people who, who come and will want to help us care for these communities that are around us to try to minister to the university and medical communities that are there, so we have people from all ages and all stations in life, families, and individuals, and uh, it, it's a very—it's an interesting place to be and to try to reach out to this world that is around us with this good news that grace has appeared. And for everyone who calls upon the name of the Lord Jesus, there is this promise of uh, new life and hope in Him.
4: Amen to that. Josh, friend, it's always a pleasure. Thank you so much for stopping by and for informing us more about uh, grace through Titus 2, 11, 14.
12: My pleasure. Thanks for having me once again.
4: Thank you, Josh. We'll take a quick break. Uh, josh brown what the grace of god prompts us to do but next we're going to talk about two stories the ubiquitousness of uh, drones and how they are changing society and a, a, an amazing story about twins multiple twins that's next
1: it right roofing siding remodeling specializing in roof replacements for churches and places of worship for nearly 40 years for the church roof replacement specialists in pittsburgh and the surrounding area call 724 new roof today for a free quote it right? doing it
7: right. the recent bank failures are serving as a warning about how fragile our banking system really is as millions of americans panic do you know what central banks are doing well they're actually buying up gold at record levels They're relying on it as a safe haven during these difficult times. That's how confident they are in the dollar. Hi, I'm Lance Wallnau, Christian author and evangelical leader to millions of people just like you. We're all Americans who want to protect our family's savings no matter what. I tell people the best option is to diversify their 401k or IRA into physical gold or silver with the help of Birch Gold Group. To see how it works, just text the word FAITH. To the number 989898 to get a free information kit on gold IRAs. Look, there's no strings attached. It's not going to hurt you to take action now. So take the first step today and educate yourself. Get your free info kit when you text Faith to 989898 98 98 right now. And I pray you and your family are greatly blessed.
4: People always ask me why should I call Mr. Rooter Plumbing? Here's why. Our owner Bob Bill learned plumbing from his father, who started plumbing in 1964. His father taught him to do it right the first time, and that's what Bob passed on to all of our plumbing technicians today. If you need a plumber, call Mr. Rooter. Always available for big and small jobs. Plus, mention you heard this ad on Word FM and receive 10% off your next service with us. Call
10: 412 Rooter 2
1: today.
6: I think we can all agree that every moment at Eden shaped us and impacted who we are right now.
1: The faith modeled by teachers at Eden Christian Academy has a profound impact on students' lives.
6: We carry with us more than the academics, but a strong, Christ-centered foundation. I would just like to thank my teachers, my mentors, my family members, and my friends who have done the best they could to help me in this next phase of my life
1: eden christian academy enrolling pre-k through 12th grade at eden roofing siding or remodeling what it right, call doing
6: it right.
8: 724 new roof 101.5 word fm pittsburgh on your smart speaker by saying lay the word pittsburgh and on your phone via the word fm mobile app iheart tune in and odyssey
10: orangutans
7: they're beautiful playful and majestic and disappearing Every day, as many as 20 orangutans vanish. They starve to death when their homes are destroyed or are killed when they stray into villages in search of food. International Animal Rescue is fighting for the survival of the critically endangered orangutan. But we can't do it without you. Please visit internationalanimalrescue.org and help us save orangutans before
11: it's too late. That's internationalanimalrescue.org. Air quality alert remains in effect for tonight. Hazy and smoky air quality will be unhealthy for sensitive groups. The low 55 sunshine and patchy clouds for tomorrow. Smoke from Canadian wildfires can create reduced air quality and hazy skies tomorrow. The high 83. It'll be more humid Friday with intervals of clouds and sun. A thunderstorm in spots of the afternoon and air quality will still be unhealthy for sensitive groups. The high 85 with your AccuWeather forecast. I'm Drew Shannon. Drones have become so
4: commonplace in American society, well, actually around the world, of course. They're used in industry and in warfare and in pleasurable peacetime activities. There's a story about a teenager, an 18-year-old kid uh, whose name is Josh Logan, who uh, lives about 20 miles from Denver. And an uh, 18-year-old kid had just received a drone. Apparently, it was a, a sophisticated enough drone that he was able to fly it from his driveway from the surrounding areas about two and a half to five miles away. So he's flying this drone, and he sees this hole in the ground about two miles from his home, close to an underpass of a bridge. So he hovers over the bridge and looks inside with the drone, and sure enough, there's a car, a vehicle, flipped over on its side. So the vehicle's wheels up down into this sinkhole. So uh, while he's in the driveway, he's with a friend, they get into the friend's car, they rush out these two miles to where this sinkhole and the car is, and they discover that the sinkhole is filling up with water, and there is two people inside. They yell down. There's a horn that's been going off now for about 15 minutes, the driver says. So it happened recently, and the vehicle's quickly filling up. At that point, the driver said, I've got about six inches before this water covers my mouth. So these two guys call the police. Uh, They go down into the sinkhole, and the police show up. They extract with a tow truck this Jeep just in time. They pull the Jeep up. The two people walk away. Apparently, the driver was injured enough that he was admitted to the hospital. The uh, passenger was in fairly good shape. But without the quick action of that drone and that 18-year-old, there's no doubt those people would have drowned in that sinkhole. That's Amazing.
5: incredible. Really what is. an incredible story.
4: Yep. I mean, do you know anybody as a drone? Have you seen them?
5: I see them all over the place, but they're yeah. not operated by anybody I know. All right, and I I hate the sound of them. It makes me. what Would you say?
4: Yeah, I mean it's it's kind of freaky, isn't it?
5: Yeah, it is freaky. I hate this, and I don't want them delivering my packages from Amazon. I can tell you that.
4: Well, it's the coming age. There's no doubt. Well, that's about that.
5: that's a really cool story. Yeah. I mean, good for that kid. All right, now let me give you another weird story. Okay. This is bizarre. This is from CNN today. Eleven sets of twins graduated from the same New Jersey high school this week. So eleven sets of twins in the same class. Okay. How many kids Um, are in the class? Three hundred and forty. So that means that six percent of the senior class is are twins. (laughs) I mean, is that wacky? That's Um, the the principal uh, Joseph Aquino said. We have a lot of twins here. I don't know what's going on, but something's happening. Um, But then after he looked, he realized that it wasn't the first time at this high school that they had seen this many sets of twins. In fact, they had 16 sets of twins in the graduating class of 21. But because it was COVID, he said they were all so upside down that they didn't really notice how huge that number is. Wow. Now, wait, that's not over. Because he went on to look through the current student body and discovered that the sophomore class has 12 sets of twins.
4: What the heck? Now, is this natural? so 12,
5: 16, and 11 over a f- five year period? What do
4: you think? I mean, is this a natural phenomenon? Is this well, aided and abetted by fertility drugs? Is it a you know sort of petri dish twin? How's that? There work? was
5: nothing, there was nothing uh mentioned about that in the article, and that would of course have to be something that was studied, um, and a lot of you know, personal information <laughs> disclosed right, of course. to the, uh, to the people who are putting the study together. But that's, that's super weird.
4: Yeah. I like it. A now lot. it
5: doesn't say whether they're fraternal or identical.
4: Mm-hmm. I'm sure there's just a mix of the two, right? I mean, I think it'd be so cool to be a twin, wouldn't it?
5: My mom was a twin. So that was just part of my life growing up yeah, yeah, having, yeah. having them as twins. Okay. Most of the ones I'm, I'm seeing here, I'm looking at the picture of the graduating class. Yeah. Most of them are fraternal. Mm-hmm, okay. There are a couple of sets of identical twins. Right.
4: There used to be a TV show called the Patty Duke Show, and it was about two twins. Uh two identical twins and their hijinks as they were in high school. Wait, Patty was Duke. she
5: the flying nun?
4: No, no, no. That was Sally Fields. Oh. Okay. Patty Duke. Patty Duke had a career, but um this was like a TV offshoot. Meet Kathy, who's been most everywhere
6: okay I mean, now she kind of around.
5: reminds me is she does she look like the woman who did lamb chop
4: no <laughs> <laughs> I don't think. sherry uh sherry what's uh what's Sherry? sherry no, i just thought about it's funny you bring up lamb chop i just thought about the other day uh Sherry lamb, rogers no, no no
5: okay i'm no. out of ideas
4: anybody know give us a call in anybody my know? head, you know, head you know, in my
5: know? head sally was her same sally, sally sally fields yeah And who? Patty Patty Duke Duke and the the Lamb Chop Lady are all the same person. Well, it's
4: okay. Things get mishmashed as you get a little older. That's right.
5: Oh, what what does that mean?
4: Well, you know what I'm saying. You know, you reach a certain age. You've watched how many countless hours of television and streaming and movies. People, you know, tend to look, they get smashed together. I'm not saying you're old. I'm just saying. I don't know.
5: know. I mean, geez. Pipe down a little bit. You (laughs) are cranky because you're a nailer.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, we'll take a quick break. We come back. We're going to talk about... Foods that you ate when you were a single person, a single adult, yeah, or your preferences, yeah. you know, something that was quick and easy or more deluxe that you tended to eat. We've got a ranking system about one of those. That's next. Pittsburgh's Christian Talk. It's the ride
2: home here on Word FM. WORD. Summer's just getting started, but already Word FM is talking about heading back to school. Back
6: to school!
2: If you've ever considered sending your child to a Christian school, but the cost was holding you back, check out the WORD half-price tuition deals now at WordFM.com. Send your child to a school that's teaching them the same values you're teaching at home for the full year, but only pay for half. See the complete list of schools now at WordFM.com.
6: Hi, I'm Olivia, and I'm 11. Some people my age might think water in a basement's pretty cool. Who wouldn't want an indoor swimming pool? But my dad taught me a thing or two about homes.
13: You mean all those times I talked about waterproofing, you were actually listening?
6: Absolutely. I'm like Alexa. Alexa.
13: Okay, so how does JD waterproofing protect your home?
6: By keeping water out of the basement so it doesn't compromise the structure of your home. And? By not giving yucky mold and mildew a place to grow.
13: Pretty good.
6: Dad, I wasn't finished. Oh, sorry. And, JD waterproofing can save you money. Do tell. By saving you from having to replace your basement appliances from water damage.
13: I couldn't have said it better myself
6: got water problems? Don't cry. Call 1-800-VERY-DRY.
13: J&D Waterproofing. 1-800-VERY-DRY.
9: You may have heard some talk about the ERC. That's the Employee Retention Credit. It's a federal program that provides small business owners like you up to $26,000 per W-2 employee in payroll tax refunds to your business. What's not to like about that? Just one call to Careful Accounting Associates at 800-315-8175 is all it takes to find out if you qualify for quick funding with one of our accredited funding partners in as little as 72 hours. Our process has been thoroughly vetted by a team of experienced tax attorneys and CPAs, and our refund specialists will work tirelessly to get you every penny your business deserves. Plus, with our exclusive audit assistance guarantee, your business is protected. Call Careful Accounting Associates now at 800-315-8175. See if you qualify for an ERC advance payment and get the cash your business needs to succeed. That's 800-315-8175. Your small business may qualify to receive up to $26,000 per W-2 employee in employee payroll tax refunds. Call 800-315-8175 now.
1: Is your school a true partner in your child's education? They should be. Pittsburgh's Christian schools agree. If you're looking for a safe environment where kids can learn, challenge, and grow with highly qualified teachers who are not only caring but accessible, where academic excellence goes hand-in-hand with character development, consider Christian education. Right now, local Christian schools are offering half-price tuitions for first-time enrollees, like Walnut Grove Christian School in West Mifflin. Visit wordfm.com slash tuitions.
4: A Couple of weeks ago, I was in the checkout line at the uh, grocery store. There was a, a guy in front of me, uh, probably uh, late twenties, maybe early thirties, and from a quick perusal of his his uh, product on the checkout aisle, clearly he was a single guy. Mm. And you know, you speak from experience when you see that there's a line uh, in the sand whenever you're a single person and how you shop for yourself, as opposed to when you're married whether it's just a couple alone or then later on the addition of kids, I mean, you know, the the pile seems to grow, but but there's something exclusive about being young and single and what you choose to eat. Mm -hmm. And I I think most people, you know, in in that phase of life, at least for me, you had your top three or top four go-to things, right? Cheap and easy to make.
5: Right. Mm -hmm. Uh, Are you asking me what mine were, John?
4: Did you have something like that? I
5: sure did, yeah, because yeah. I only lived I lived on campus as a college student only two years, so once I was a junior, senior, and after, I had to be cooking for myself, yeah, and um, I ate terribly in case you're wondering
4: well, most people do w-
5: mm-hmm. at that age, right yeah I, I, I would say top were... th- at least I was eating That's yeah, true.
4: you're eating at home, which is cheaper than eating out,
5: right, okay, here were my top three okay, uh pasta with Prego, oh yeah, mm-hmm. okay. Um, canned soup mm-hmm. and ramen,
6: mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
5: or I think ramen would be tied with cold cuts of some variety.
6: Mm-hmm.
5: Maybe. Yeah. And, and maybe also mac and cheese in there. Right. But definitely the pasta with Prego. Pasta with Prego. It's pre- yeah. The canned soup and the ramen.
4: And the pasta with Prego was kind of like you thought. That was like upper tier.
5: Oh, yeah. That was Friday right? night.
4: Yeah. I mean, holy smokes. I'm pulling out the grated cheese. Mm-hmm.
5: Yeah. Yeah. In the green. Mm-hmm. In the green thing. You know, the shaky one.
4: Okay. I, I would see your ramen and I would raise you um, a baked potato.
5: Oh, see, that's better than I was doing. Mm-hmm.
4: Yeah. A baked potato would be a meal. Um, um Tuna. Tuna Great either, it. you know, out of the can or maybe tuna with some mayo and some Great triscuits. Great idea. Mm-hmm. And um, often, if I if it was payday or I had a little extra cash, I'd do little Chinese takeout, like um, some lo mein
5: with an egg roll.
4: Exactly, mm-hmm. and that was like high living. And right. I can tell you what I paid for it: four dollars and sixty cents. Is that right for the ramen and or for the uh, for the? Uh, I mean, I, the, the Chinese. I remember.
5: I remember Larry and Carol's in Oakland. Oh yeah, of course, that right was there and, forever. And the grinder. That they mm-hmm. had there, yeah. which I ordered more times than I can count. Or, of course, you know, being at the O at 2 in the morning and getting, you know.
4: Some fries and a dog. fries and
5: cheese. Yeah. Yeah. Canned soup is something that I have really grown that I I, I grew to hate because I just ate it so much really? then. Okay, oh, yeah. when
4: I was When I'm sick last week, you know what I had? I had a, a grilled cheese sandwich and a can of mushroom soup. Cream of? Cream of mushroom soup. Really? It was really good. Was it really? Yeah, it was delicious. I mean, I was like, oh, this is, yeah. My wife was kind of like, I'm not so sure about that. I I loved it with a little bit of milk in there. Yeah,
5: Yeah. okay. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I feel like when you eat exclusively canned soup, it tends to taste the same. All the flavors after a while. (laughs) Am I making that up?
4: No, I don't think so. No.
5: Okay, Lexi's single. Lexi, what are you eating? I'm not single, but... (laughs) Well, you know what I mean. You're not married. Yeah, that's true. I am not married, but I, I'm big on ramen. I like to throw an Mm -hmm. egg in there just to spice things up. Sure, Um, exotic. Something in college that I did a lot was that. So me and my friends, um, I joke illegally. We weren't allowed to have like the hot plates or like the burnt, like the single burners. Yeah, Uh, I did anyway, and and I would fry. it says now. Yeah, what are they going to do? Take my diploma away? Maybe. Uh, but I would fry up zucchini and squash with a little bit of sesame oil and soy sauce. My friend, uh, Joe in college would do that all the time. She was like, that was her go-to meal, and it became my go-to meal. And sometimes yeah. still, just for, like, comfort, <laughs> I'll make that. But So zucchini and squash, and then... Um, mac and cheese is always the easiest thing to make. Yeah. All right, now let me say that both of you were much healthier than me in no, your options. I, don't think I mean, so. yeah, you did baked potatoes. She's doing zucchini and things. I'm doing prego and canned soup and ramen. There's, no, there's like nothing wrong with that.
4: No, there's nothing wrong with that. That's well, it's not
5: a lot of nutrients in there. I tell you,
4: yeah. When's the last time you had a little prego?
5: Oh, I think it was probably 1992.
4: What? I get nostalgic for like a can of uh, sauce. Do you really? Yeah, I do. Yeah. I kinda yeah. like it.
5: Well, well, if you if you tasted it, you might not get as no, I have tasted for it. it. No,
4: no. There's always like a, you know, a jar somewhere in the, you know, in the pantry or something like that. You know? Okay. Yeah.
5: Now the one thing that's uniting the three of us though that we all mentioned is mac and cheese.
4: Right. Okay. So I saw an article in today's Wall Street Journal where they uh, revisited the uh the mac and cheese and they did a little ranking, which um is interesting. Um so they're saying this that you know, the go-to, of course, the standard is what? Kraft. Yes, of course. That's the classic, right? Uh, cla- uh, it's been around since 1937. Kraft uh, sells a million blue boxes of mac and cheese a day.
9: Whoa.
4: Uh-huh. A million a day. Wow. Yep. Uh, it's still it costs cost 99 cents for 7.25 ounces. Mm-hmm. So that's as cheap as it gets. It is. Right?
5: It is. Yeah.
4: Yeah. Now, now, of course, there's all these different alternatives. My kids used to eat um, Annie's white cheddar. Right. Do you ever have that? Yep. Mm-hmm. Very nice. Uh shells with real uh aged cheddar. And of course, there's the gluten free type, right? Right. Something called bonza mac and cheese with chickpea pasta. What's that taste like?
5: It's not bad, but it's also not good. Do you mm-hmm. know what I mean?
4: Right. Okay, that's $329 if you're gluten free. Now the deluxe model, the uh, you know, sort of like, oh, I'm going this is Friday night. Uh something called Cracker Barrel, not the restaurant. But the brand—it's called Cracker Barrel—the sharp cheddar macaroni and cheese dinner, plump elbow macaroni, six bucks for fourteen ounces.
5: Is that in the in the frozen aisle?
4: No, it's it's weird. The Wall Street Journal says at rightaid.com dot com. You know things are rough when you're buying your food at rightaid <laughs>
5: Right. Now, wait a minute. So it's a so it's boxed. It has to be affiliated with Cracker Barrel, right? I mean, it's like it's it's not Cracker Barrel, the restaurant.
4: No, it's not. uh, Not to be confused with the restaurant chain of the same name. The cheese brand created by Kraft in 1954 offers several styles of deluxe mac. The sharp cheddar mac and cheese dinner produces plump elbows and a rich cheese sauce. Six dollars. That's a little oh, rich for my for, blood.
5: Yeah, that's thats six times the cost of what we're talking about with Kraft. Yeah. But let me tell you, I know the Cracker Barrel cheese because you can buy it in the dairy aisle. Yeah, is that? I thought it was the same as the restaurant. I don't think it is. I never I knew. It's
4: a different brand. Lexi, right? did
5: you know that? No, I didn't, but now I'm mm-hmm. Googling it just to be sure. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's crazy. Mm,
4: the deluxe model. Very nice.
5: The Cracker Barrel cheese is good. Really? Yeah. So I I bet the mac and cheese is very good.
4: Okay, well, why don't you try that over the weekend and report to us back don't on think Monday? I not am going to do that, John. Mac
5: and cheese is for people who want to fit in their pants. That's not a great food option. No, no.
4: Did you? Uh, whenever I would do like a craft or something like that, even like you know, not even craft, you would buy like the generic version of mac and cheese. That's bad. No, it's fine. No, it's not. And then you get like mm-hmm. a little can of tomato sauce. Right. you would do that. Yeah, or, but I don't
5: like. I just I would that. rather put ketchup on the mac and cheese.
4: Yay. See, that's kind of rough.
5: Oh no, I like that.
4: Okay, different. I still, once again. But
5: I, I, I think generic mac and cheese is pretty bad. Hmm. Now that's oh. that's the generic mac and cheese I was having years ago. It's right. not like I had it a couple of days back. You
4: probably bought that at the Rite
5: Aid. I well, no, when I you were in
4: Oakland, was the A and P open in Oakland? No, A and P was closed. Yeah, I was there when I was in college. Okay, A and P
5: on Forbes Avenue.
4: Yeah, uh-huh. and I think that whole building's coming down now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. then it used to be a cvs and now they're building a, a tower there right is that is?
5: right we went to the dirty bird which was up on north craig street that was our oh yeah, yeah. Store. is that still there nope it is not still there so if you're in that blessing. area
4: where are you're going you're going to have to go to whole foods or someplace like that
5: yeah, yeah. what about kids in there's, Oakland? A, where, gi- where do they there's a giant eagle on center avenue you know they oh, right, used to sure. be the food gallery a hundred years ago But it's it's right down there. And then there's also Whole Foods. But I have to be honest, I get a good amount of food at my Rite Aid. You you brought it up as a joke, but I mean it seriously. What?
4: Your local Rite Aid? You're doing food
5: shopping? Yep.
4: Isn't that expensive?
5: No. Here's the thing. Rite Aid has terrific prices when serious, especially cereal when it goes on sale. Really great. Nuts. I buy all my nuts there. Really? Yeah. Isn't that crazy?
4: Yeah, I'm going to stop by and get my amoxicillin and some puffed wheat.
5: Yeah, and maybe maybe I'll stop and see if they have the Cracker Barrel mac and cheese.
4: Okay. All right, uh, that's enough of the mac and cheese talk. We'll take a quick break. Okay, yesterday I mentioned Roseanne Barr. Yes. And apparently I was in error, so mm-hmm. let's come back and correct that. Apparently it was high comedy, and I somehow missed the joke. We'll talk about that next here on The Ride Home. Pittsburgh's Christian Talk Word Word FM.
1: right roofing siding remodeling the first owens corning mvp in pittsburgh and one of the longest tenured platinum contractors in the pittsburgh region call 724-NEW-ROOF. Want
10: it done right? Call doing it right. for Concepts. Attention firefighters, members of the military, and airport workers. For decades, first responders and firefighters at military bases and airports used a chemical-based foam to fight fires. Studies have shown that chemicals used to make aqueous film-forming foam, or AFFF, are highly toxic to humans and have been associated with several types of cancer. If you or someone you know was exposed to AFFF and were diagnosed with any of these cancers, including kidney, bladder, prostate, pancreatic, lymphoma, leukemia, testicular, and neuroendocrine, then you should call us immediately because you may be entitled to significant cash compensation. Call us at 800-515-8809. Our experienced attorneys will fight to get you the compensation you deserve, and you pay nothing unless we get a recovery in your favor. Time is limited to file the claim, so call us now, 800-515-8809. Operators are standing by 24-7, so don't wait, 800-515-8809. That's 800-515-8809. Again, 800-515-8809.
14: You've spent your entire working life paying into it, so don't you want to get the most out of Social Security, squeezing it for all it's worth? Hi, this is Ethan Lane with Accurate Solutions Group. Our team can help show you ways to do that with our free social security report. It's a great first step to learn how your benefits can play a role in your overall retirement income plan, especially because the Social Security Administration can't give you advice. It's different for everyone, and there are a lot of factors that go into knowing exactly how to maximize your benefits, but based on the decision you make, you could end up with tens of thousands of extra dollars in retirement simply by being informed get this free social security report from accurate solutions group by texting the word security to 412-515-3555 that's security to 412-515-3555 investment advisory services offered through asg investment management llc firm offers insurance services and is not affiliated with the u.s government
1: If you've been praying for healing, this may be your moment. Billy Burke of Billy Burke World Outreach returns to Pittsburgh July 9th and 10th. Get ready for a transformative spiritual experience like none other and witness an evening of healing and divine encounters with renowned evangelist Billy Burke at the Doubletree by Hilton and Cranberry, 7 p.m. Sunday, July 9th, 10 a.m. and 7 p.m. Monday, July 10th. Come expecting a miracle. Details at billyburke.org. Roofing, siding, or remodeling? What it right call
5: doing it right.
1: 724 New Roof.
5: So yesterday on the program, we talked about Roseanne Barr (laughs) because there was a video floating around all of the
2: uh,
4: virtual
5: worlds in which we exist Mm -hmm. that showed Roseanne Barr saying a a truly, truly, and I mean this when I say a despicable thing, and uh, she was saying that the Holocaust didn't happen Mm -hmm. and that uh, six million Jews deserve to die because they ruin everything anyway. And of course, when I saw it, when you saw it, it was just like, I, I cannot believe that that came out of her mouth. Right.
4: And so she saw this podcast and the and the host is nodding and laughing along. Now you saw the clip. The clip was maybe 30 seconds long. Right. But of course, as always, right, as Paul Harvey used to say, there's the rest of the story. And so the rest of the story is a longer meditation on what it is to be Jewish in this day and age. And, of course, the Internet. Go into a little detail here.
5: Well, I mean, I went back and watched the whole clip last night, and I've never seen this comedian that she was on with, so I don't know who he is. But um, they were talking about how it is that uh, things are, that people blame other groups for certain items. So this particular group is to blame for X, and this particular group is to blame for Y. Sure, sure, sure. And, um, and so as she was, she was being ironic Hmm. and facetious in saying, oh, and by the way, while we're talking about this, the Holocaust never happened. And 6 million Jews deserve to die because they, you know, they run everything in Hollywood anyway. Um, so that's not what she meant. Uh, and so it was taken out of context. Uh, but I don't know. First of all, it made me think two things, John. The first thing it made me think of is how difficult it is to be a person of celebrity right now, or to be anybody who's who is on tape. Well,
4: I mean, you're willingly going onto a podcast. I mean, it's not like as though you know you're sitting alone in your living room.
5: No, but you I mean, go in but, there
4: and express those views.
5: Right, but it's so. But what she did was express a view, and then it was publicized as something completely opposite of what she was saying, right, right, right. and that can happen to any of us who are on tape. Yeah, that's what's frustrating is you clip something without hearing the entirety of it. And you can give the completely opposite perspective than was intended by the speaker.
4: Right. Well, you do know, of course, that, you know, Roseanne is easy to dislike. Oh, well,
5: that's the other thing is you, you put it into context and people are e- people easily would buy that right. because right. of how outrageous she's been in the past.
4: Right. And of course, you know, she was famously fired what a couple of years ago for a, it was her comeback of the Roseanne show. The original Roseanne show. Do you remember that? Did you? Watch I
5: hated it? that show.
4: I liked that show.
5: Did you really? Yeah, okay.
4: I liked it because it was kind of like first wave of where we find ourselves today. You know, it was kind of out of sync with the culture. There was something that was raw and unusual about it. Okay, it's, and of course she is, is she not?
5: Yeah, here's why I didn't like it. It's probably it could be a gender thing. I really didn't. And this is going to sound so prissy, but I like how to be honest about who I am. Looking at her, she is just and has always been her her. The way she presents herself is just so base.
4: Well, she grabbed her crotch singing. the Exactly. National
5: it really turns me off. Like, I can't stand I it. like I, that. A woman would act like that. I have zero interest in that.
4: Yeah, I get it.
5: So I I hated the show. I've never liked any of her comedy. It's a, she is just she's not my
4: thing. Uh, to me, this show is appealing because I think it, it showed a slice of what I would call you know comic realism in some way.
5: Yeah, well, people it, it,
4: alone in their living rooms or their kitchens with their families sometimes I'm sure act that way, and so it, it resonated with a lot of people. Kind of go, that's us, that's our family.
5: And I think a lot of people still see her that way. Yeah, as like a I don't want to say a spokesperson, but maybe an example. You know, thinking that she's really like that, like her character was on the show.
4: I think she is. Don't you think she is?
5: Well, I I mean, I don't know. I don't follow her very closely. And when I saw the the first, uh, you know, the edited version of what she said, I was like, oh, she's appalling. And then I went back and watched the whole thing and I thought, well, okay, she was misrepresented, but she's still so unappealing to me and just like uh.
4: well you know when you sent me the full clip I was like oh right I got caught up into it it's kind of like you know I clicked the wrong link and was you know right. in a spam thing right, like, right. we've all oh, done it have known better. we've all, all done it and look at the full context of the quote and then you can comment on it but instead that's I how just we know. live
5: and learn right yeah that's how
4: we live and learn okay that's the four o'clock hour we'll take a quick break for a little news and weather update when we come back uh, we're going to talk about the Pittsburgh synagogue trial Dr. Kurt Thompson's with us neuroscience, faith, and AI. That's the 5 o'clock hour here for Pittsburgh Christian Talk.
8: Listen on your smart speaker at wordfm.com, the Word FM app, iHeart, TuneIn, and on Odyssey. In your car or at home, too, at 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh. Or you have a choice in your health care.
0: For SRA News, I'm John Scott. President Biden has kicked off a new effort to convince voters that the economy is flourishing. During a Chicago speech, the president emphasized Bidenomics. He argued that so-called trickle-down economics have failed and boasted about low unemployment, job growth, and infrastructure investment on
13: his watch.
0: Guess what? Bidenomics is working.
13: But a new APNORC poll finds that just 34% of U.S. adults approve of the president's
0: economic leadership. Craig Clugston. The White House. A brush fire threatening dozens of homes in northern Scottsdale, Arizona, and has prompted evacuations. More than 1,000 people are under evacuation orders. The blaze, called the Diamond Fire, has burned no homes and no injuries yet reported. The Dow is down 119 points, but the NASDAQ up 26. This is
15: SRN News. I sat through probably my 40th Memorial Day parade recently. But on this particular day, I was kind of being a negative Nelly. It was scorching hot. There were a zillion people fighting for the same four parking spots. And no disrespect, but there were a lot of clowns. See, negative Nelly. But as I sat there all embarrassing-like, I was hit smack upside the head with a big dose of perspective. As our veterans marched by and as thousands of people stood to our feet and gave the incredible men and women the thank you they deserve. And reminded me, I've got nothing to be negative or Nelly about. It's Ryan from United Faith Mortgage. And veterans, you should know that the government offers you some significant advantages on new home purchases and cash-out refinances. Things like 0% down on purchases, no PMI, and the ability to cash out a higher percentage of equity than most. If you're curious, it would truly be our honor to try to help at United Faith Mortgage. United Mortgage Court Melbourne, New York.
2: And I'm Blessed 1330. That's the lady department of banking and securities. Mortgage lender license 22672. The following is not an actor, but a real life story from Trinity Debt Management.
6: I'm Corey, and this is my story. I was going through some financial troubles paying off my credit cards. I was paying high interest rates, and it just wasn't getting any better. And I knew I had to do something. So my mom told me about Trinity, and so I decided to call. Trinity was able to do something that I couldn't. I'm paying off my debt. I'm saving thousands and things are really looking up. I promise you guys you will not regret it when you call Trinity because it was such a relief and less stress in my life and it was the best thing I could have done for myself because once I called Trinity, they took care of me and I felt such a relief, a weight off my shoulders. Trinity was great to work with. They wanted to help me. I love it.
2: If you're in debt and you need help, call Trinity at 1-800-936-5496.
6: I'm Corey and I'm debt free for keeps
2: 1-800-936-5496
8: AM radio provides always on news, sports, talk, traffic, and weather reports. And it's also a vital service that provides important emergency information when your community needs it most. Tell Congress you need AM radio to stay in your car. Because when cell phones and the internet are down, this free emergency service is critical. And when you don't have electricity, radio in the car is often your only lifeline. Text AM to 52886 and tell Congress we need AM radio in cars. This message furnished by the National Association of Broadcasters
0: nefarious the number one movie on satomnow.com. execution scheduled for 11 p.m he's trying to convince us he's gone insane i'm a demon here's what kirk tatum and prager say about nefarious a modern
11: day screw tape letters teenagers especially should see it it makes you think about the true nature of evil and scares the heaven right into you
0: it is a fascinating movie it's absolutely gripping nefarious rated r watch it now at saturnow.com saturnow.com
11: air quality alert remains in effect for tonight hazy and smoky air quality will be unhealthy for sensitive groups the low 55 sunshine and patchy clouds for tomorrow smoke from canadian wildfires can create reduced air quality and hazy skies tomorrow the high 83 It'll be more humid Friday with intervals of clouds and sun, a thunderstorm in spots of the afternoon, and air quality will still be unhealthy for sensitive groups, the high 85. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon.
3: Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons.
4: Hey, good afternoon. Thanks for coming along today. The Wednesday edition of The Ride Home. Kath, there is um, the beginnings of a new mural here in the city of Pittsburgh. And this mural, uh, located in Squirrel Hill, commemorates the Tree of Life shooting on October 27, 2018. The mural, which uh, was unveiled today, and as I said, work in progress, includes a line of human figures holding hands against the backdrop of hearts and Jewish stars of David, and a depiction of the Tree of Life Synagogue with tree branches painted next to it. There were um, signage around it as well. Artist Kyle Holbrook created the mural as a handful of onlookers passed by, local media jockeyed for position. Now, the mural takes place uh, at a public parking lot at 5819 Phillips Avenue.
5: Oh, okay. Uh, Yeah,
4: and... um, uh, the only creation wait, it's, a, wait perceived... it's in a
5: public parking lot, you said? Yeah,
4: yeah, okay. I know where this parking lot is on Phillips. Um,
5: is it, par- is it parallel to Murray Avenue?
4: Yes, hmm yeah, right off right off of Murray, as a matter of fact. So, there's a big uh, concrete wall back in the uh, by the end of the uh, parking lot, and uh, that's where this is taking root. Uh, the only criticism so far is that it's not more accessible, uh, not more mainstream mm-hmm. like uh, on Forbes and Murray. But um, people are saying, you know, uh, yeah, it's good to commemorate this. Um, you, know, you see these murals; they pop up now. I think in all corners of neighborhoods throughout Western Pennsylvania. I'd say it's a good thing. Yeah,
5: mm-hmm, for sure. Robert Bauer's trial in its fifteenth day. John, all of us in Pittsburgh, I think, are watching it closely. Yeah. Um, there was a really interesting piece in the Trib today. Talking about the opinions um, on the death penalty uh, that were uh, that were gotten from different members of different Jewish synagogues. Mm -hmm. And I don't know. It opened my my eyes. I mean, I guess I knew this, but it was interesting to read the particulars of, you know, seven of the nine families who lost a loved one have already said that they're in favor of capital punishment for Robert Bowers. Mm hmm. But then there were uh, there was another group of people that were outside of the uh, courthouse just today downtown protesting the death penalty, and they were holding signs that said things like "execution is not the solution," "Thou shalt not kill." Um, so it's similar to Christianity, where you just have a you know big cross section of how people look at social issues and how people look at theological issues. Right. Um, but I, everybody, regardless of whether they're in favor of the death penalty or not certainly sees the, you know, the abject horror of what happened and the bankrupt morality that, you know, led him to this uh, terrible choice.
6: Right. But I mean, Who was that?
5: But what to do with it is a, is a different story.
4: Right. Uh, and, of course, the government is um... – they are intent on uh, pushing forward this uh, death penalty. Uh, was it uh, Monday of this week that yes, uh, Bruce professor Ankoviak, Kobiak yeah, mm-hmm. from, uh, from St. Vincent College? Well, what I took from that conversation was that he, uh, he essentially is saying the federal government says there has to be a line somewhere. You have to draw a line. I mean, th- this hate-filled murderous spree um is this the best we have for society? Do we let someone continue to live the monster among us when someone's taken so many lives in such a heinous way? Yeah. So that's the line. That, of course, the government is drawing. Um,
5: yeah, yeah. And it, we also can't talk about the issue without recognizing. I mean, it the the persecution of Jews is not new. No. And uh, the the history of it is so sordid and, and so in, and so international, and the rise of it so disturbing yeah, that so I shocking. think that has to figure into it too.
4: Yeah, I mean, look, uh, was it over this past weekend in Georgia? There were people standing outside of a synagogue not far from Atlanta holding Nazi signs uh, with swastikas flags. Yeah, so there's a there's a definite rise of anti-Semitism in this country. It's shocking. It really is. Uh, you know, people saying outrageous things. <laughs> So uh, I want to hold a pro-life perspective, but with a caveat to say no one in my family has ever been affected. And I praise God for this by deep and hard, brutal violence. So when you see someone who, you know, who you know and love, who's been murdered in such this way. Uh, I, I think for a lot of people, their first reaction would be, I want retribution. Mm-hmm. I want something to even the pain out for me and to right. sure that this person doesn't live and breathe another day. Well, you know, in prison, who knows what this guy will be. He may be a hero, right? Um, he may take on the role of um, the supremacist and people would, you know, march around him to say, yeah, you, you did what I was hoping to do. But uh, we'll see how this plays out.
5: I don't know. I, I you know, I- I said, you know, twice because I'm so – my feelings about this are convoluted. It's very complex. I appreciate – I I appreciate, though, that we live in a country uh, that has a federal government intent on prosecuting this to the fullest extent of the law. Yeah. Uh, You know – We're not too far away from World War Two time wise. And uh, the fact that there is a country that's going to hold somebody accountable for crimes against the Jewish people is something that I want to just take a moment and be grateful for.
4: Yeah. But you know what? We we are far away from World War Two because, you know, like so I was born, you know, in the the late 50s. So by the time I graduated from high school, the end of World War Two was only 30 years old. That wasn't that far away, so that was in that was drilled into us what the World War Two what World War Two was all about, and of course what the Holocaust was all about. Now we're seventy plus years away from that. You know, the Holocaust for a lot of people they can't really visualize that. The, the no, stories sure. have faded away. You know, of course you can see the, the you know the films and you know Schindler's List and whatnot. But, you know, there's something about your neighbors and your parents and your friends who were witnesses to that, who would tell you that that you absorb it and it becomes part of your life. Yeah, now, we are far removed from that. So it's easy to see, well, not easy to see, but it's understandable to see how the rise of anti-Semitism comes up and people who are Holocaust deniers. But
5: why does that keep why does anti-Semitism keep coming up? It's just, it's something I've never understood. There has to be a spiritual component to that because it doesn't make any sense. You remember, I remember in college,
4: the first time someone said to me about someone talked about anti-Semitism, and I was like, so I grew up, you know, in a suburban high school, there was one Jewish student in the whole school who shockingly enough was the senior class president, a fabulous guy, Uh, Bill Schmidt, who's a Hollywood screenwriter, just a wonderful, wonderful guy and going to college. People going anti-Semitism, this anti And I'm like, what is that all about? Um, I mean, I knew guys in college whose family members were part of the JDL, the Jewish Defense League, because they took up arms to protect themselves against Mm -hmm. anti-Semitism. I don't know, Kath. um, You wonder too, though, right? Like, what
5: is the deal with that?
4: Yeah, what is the deal with that? I I don't understand how you have such hatred in your heart.
5: Yeah, I just – anyway, so regardless of my feelings about the death penalty – I am just trying to take a moment each day and be grateful that our our country is is prosecuting this
8: mm-hmm.
5: as it is.
4: Yeah, I, I think that you you need to read about this every day because this trial is fascinating. I mean, they're, now they're you know digging into the uh, shooter's mental health capabilities and his schizophrenia and, and his
5: neurobiology, you know, all of it, all,
4: all these different things. You know, they're going to pull out every straw to, to to save this person's life. That's all. Okay, let's take a quick break. We're going to come back. Uh, When we do come back, we're going to talk to uh, our favorite friend who's a psychiatrist. Dr. Kurt Thompson will join us to talk about neuroscience, faith, and artificial intelligence. That's straight ahead for Pittsburgh's Christian Talk. It's the ride home.
8: 101.5 WORD. Pittsburgh's favorite Christian music is here on The weekend.
2: With the best new music. New? new
8: music, new
2: music from Riley Clemens, loved by you. To not worship you from Mercy Me. So who am I?
14: Who am I? To not worship you.
2: And my life by Colton Dixon.
14: You will be my my my, my life.
8: The best new music and Pittsburgh's favorites. 101.5 WORD. On the weekend.
3: Inflation is crippling American families, and the current administration sure isn't doing you any favors. It's times like these you need to find ways to spend less wherever you can. One easy way is switching your wireless service to Pure Talk. That's right. Veteran-owned Pure Talk is wireless for Americans by Americans. Instead of wasting their money on thousands of retail stores you'll never go into, famous actors you don't care about, or expensive perks you'll never use, they just want to save you money. In fact, Pure Talk saves the average family almost $1,000 a year and the coverage is great. The most dependable 5G network in the U.S. You can get unlimited talk, text, and plenty of high-speed data for just $30 a month. If you're ready to cut your wireless bill in half dial pound 250 and say keyword spend less and you'll save an additional 50 percent off your first month again dial pound 250 and say spend less and make the switch to pure talk
0: today cable news noisy out of touch on repeat tired of all the lookalikes so are we Salem News Channel is here to change the game. Streaming 24 7, free on your TV, with the greatest collection of conservative voices. Home to Dinesh D'Souza, Andrew Wilkow, Brandon Tatum, and more. Like you, we say what's wrong and what's right, unfiltered and unapologetic. Salem News Channel, we're the answer to the mainstream media. Learn more at SNC.TV.
15: This is Pastor Tom Hall of First Presbyterian Church of Pittsburgh, 326th Avenue, downtown. This year we're celebrating 250 years of God's faithfulness, making us the oldest anything in Pittsburgh, older than any newspaper, school or business. God was working here before the nation was founded. Join us for worship in the majesty of our grand sanctuary Sunday mornings at 10:45. God's not done with this great old church. God's not done with you either.
1: 1 in 10 people you'll pass today are food insecure. 1 in 10 many of them children. Greater Pittsburgh Community Food Bank partners with schools across Western PA, providing meals and healthy snacks for thousands of kids. They have the framework. The only thing missing is you. Just $1 provides three nutritious meals for someone in need. $1. Let's end the hunger. Visit pittsburghfoodbank.org today to donate or become a volunteer. PittsburghFoodBank.org.
4: is in. Dr. Kurt Thompson is with us. He's a psychiatrist in private practice in Falls Church, Virginia. He is author of of multiple works that we love, The Soul of Shame, retelling the stories we believe about ourselves. And his latest book is called The Soul of Desire, Discovering the Neuroscience of Longing, Beauty, and Community. Kurt, you're here today. We're always uh, happy to have you with us. But today, you're taking us to a very different track here. (laughs)
13: okay yes all
5: right <laughs> okay yeah. we've talked listen before you go in kurt we've talked about ai so many times <laughs> over the last six months at least yeah and before that of course but in the last six months it just seems like it's more and more in the news cycle yeah. um and uh in you know i try to read the uh two papers every day john reads a different two papers every day and just about every day there's an ai story um, so it's something that people are concerned about and interested in. So, from your perspective as a psychiatrist, how do you see it?
13: Well, I mean, I, I think um, we—I I, think—I think it's easy for us to ask that question. How do we see it? Mm. Uh, and my invitation to folks, because I, I'm not an AI expert. Um, but as I uh, had mentioned to you in uh, suggesting our topic today, uh, I got invited into this conversation uh, in a rather unusual way. Oh, do tell. Um, <laughs> uh, a few years ago, uh, there's a, there is a large Christian conference gathering uh, that I really respect. It's called the Q Conference. And uh, Gabe Lyons and his folks uh, put this on every year. And it's a conference that is... Uh, committed to uh, bringing together the best in Christian thought and, uh, and reflection and trying to engage today's relevant cultural topics. And uh, on this occasion, uh, they invited a professor of economics from the University of British Columbia, who's not a person of faith. Lovely, lovely person, and I really enjoyed this conversation. But uh, Gabe invited me to engage in a conversation with her uh, on the topic of sex robots. Come again? That's wow. right. Okay. That's right. Sex robots, and uh, it is a thing. It has been a thing now for a while, um, and uh, this person was, uh, and, and of course, this is all about artificial intelligence. This is all mm-hmm. about how do we take um, a manufactured object that uh, we can program to then engage with another human being, or you know, with sexual in sexual activity. And, of course, her argument, and this is a person who's, again, not a person of faith, she's arguing completely from the, from the side of economics, making the case that if we were to provide this kind of technology for people, then it would reduce uh, other harmful behavior around sex trafficking, around sexual exploitation of women, and so forth and so on. And she even maybe ar- argued the case that this would be good for marriage because... People could then have sex when they wanted it, how they wanted it. Would you know wh- where this thing becomes wow. a problem for marriage? Now, what was what was striking, and again, I I, I want to say like for those of our listeners who who hear this and and, and have a sense of incredulity, I I want to suggest that I, I, again, I want to emphasize like I I really enjoyed this woman's presence. I, I like everything about our conversation. We spent the afternoon together. It was all fabulous and um this is a person who has a particular way of understanding the nature of what the world is about of what of what it means to be human and it was one of those moments in which uh it became clear to me about what separates the christian view of what it means to be human from everything else and so we can come to this conversation about ai and ask well is it good or is it bad or what is it how is it good how is it bad without first asking the question, A, what does it mean to be human? Number one. And number two, B, um, what does any technology do for us such that at the end of my using it, I am a person of greater love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. I am a person who is living more like the Sermon on the Mount than less like, the Sermon on the Mount. That's the question. Those are the two questions that I really want to ask and then invite us to have a conversation about AI. I had the privilege yesterday of being uh, at a salon where there are a lot of people who have this question and interest in talking about my book, The Soul of Desire, around this question of beauty and how this matches and stacks up against AI and like, well, you because now we have AI that can produce great artwork. Or for that matter sermons um and and what does it mean for us to contend with an with a with a machine essentially with the technology that is able to do this and i and again i still want to ask the question what does it mean for us to be human because in the forthcoming book that i have it's coming in august this book on suffering and the formation of hope we would ask this question we would we know that in the world that we really occupy to be human is to suffer And that when we read the biblical narrative, yes, it is true that God intends to relieve all suffering at the end of time. But between now and then, God is actually using suffering, every moment of it, as part of our way of becoming increasingly more human, more like we are intended to be in the world that we actually live in. And so as I asked my friend from British Columbia, the University of British Columbia, I said, like, well, who's going to build a sex robot that is going to get a headache right about the time I want to <laughs> have sex with it? Right. Who's going to build a sex robot that at any given time might like, just be irritable with me or might not want to have sex with me? Or in other words, who's going to build a sex robot that it's actually going to be a human that would then demand something of me, that would require something in a relationship with me that actually invites me to become more of who I was intended to become? When we read most of the literature about AI, at least as far as what I can see, and when we, and, and I, you all are reading far many more articles in the newspaper than I am than I, uh, about this. Um, one of the things that seems to me to be starkly absent in any of these conversations is the question of, um, does AI have the capacity to become uh, wise? Is wisdom, something that ai can develop Mm -hmm. because we know that wisdom uh, is something that emerges as a function of our suffering as much as it emerges from anything else it emerges from those moments when we uh have ruptures with people that we love and we work them out it comes because of our making mistakes that we didn't intend to make but we did, and it hurt somebody's feelings, and we have to go back and work that out. And when we do, we find that that relationship is far more resilient on the backside of it than it was before we even had the rupture. These are things that only humans engage with. These are things that we don't program machines for, because the very nature of our use of technology, um, nobody, like we say, the, the technology, we may have said this in, on, on, on this broadcast before, the technology will always A, be designed for. First of all, to help make life more convenient for us. That's his first mission in some way, shape or form. And that in and of itself is not a bad thing. There are all kinds of ways in which, like I like indoor plumbing. I I like Mm -hmm. that. Okay. But it also, it will always create the possibility, not the guarantee, but the possibility for my being more separate from you, more disconnected Mm -hmm. from you. We develop the wheel, and it's great because now we can plant our gardens and till our soil more effectively. And I can also move five miles away from you more quickly to keep you from getting to me. There's no technology for which this this is not the case. But the reality is that the gospel, Jesus does, when he comes, when we read in Galatians, Jesus doesn't come just to bring the end of enmity between God and human beings, he comes to bring the end of enmity between human beings and other human beings. But for us to do this, we have to confront the parts about each other that we don't like to be with each other, to learn to love and to forgive and all the things that require a certain degree of suffering. I'm not gonna create a machine that knowingly leads to suffering. I only create machines that lead to greater convenience. That, at the end of the day, is unlikely to lead me to become more human, mm. lead me to become more like I is, you know, was, was designed to be. And so my invitation for folks anytime we're having these conversations is not just to ask the black and white binary question with a binary answer, is AI good or not, or what are the ethics around this? We, I mean, and those are, those are not un, unhelpful questions. But I really want us to be curious about in what ways will we be wiser people? In what ways will we be bear more of the fruit of the spirit? And what ways will we become more sacrificial at the end of the day of our interface with it and our use of it? Yes. So
4: Kurt, that's the question, right? I mean, you raised this question: can AI become wise? What do people say about that?
13: What did she say when you had
4: the
5: conversation at Q?
13: Well, um, her response to me was um uh, I, I think I, I her her response was, oh my goodness, I've never considered these questions.
4: Really,
5: interesting. Okay.
13: And what I want to and what I want to say to that is, this is uh, I, I think this is not an uncommon experience for those who quite literally uh, have had no exposure to a Christian worldview. Mm-hmm. Right, right,
6: right. Increasingly so. Yeah. Right,
13: and and that is increasingly the case, as you just right. said, John. Yeah. and so um, I think when we start asking, you know, when, when we say can it become wise, and I say, well, uh, is can it suffer? Mm-hmm. Because if it can't suffer, I'm not sure wisdom is like in its future. Right. Uh, because all when I read the when I read the literature, when I read the articles, I hear a lot about AI being smarter. I hear a mm. lot about AI acquiring and dispensing information. Uh, my good friend, Jeff Dudiak, who's a professor of philosophy at the King's University in Edmonton, is, has, has, is an, he's completing a project on this notion of wisdom and this idea that philosophically, if you look at the history of the West in the last 400 years, up until a period of about 200 years ago, we were people of wisdom. Up until about 60 to 80 years ago, we were people of knowledge. And now we have become people of information. Right.
6: mm mm-hmm.
13: And the correlation with that is that we are more distanced from each other, and we work harder and harder to remain distant from our suffering.
4: Mm -hmm. So I would imagine, you know, if you were uh, one of the uh, creators of AI, it would be to your benefit to have people like yourself, uh, a psychiatrist, a man of wisdom, someone who's biblically trained, and would that even be a possibility that you could put – uh, a sentient being with wisdom involved, especially with a Christian worldview. I mean, is that even a possibility?
5: Is that programmable, you're saying?
4: Yes.
13: Well, again, I mean, who in, like, you know, we we can program things to, quote, unquote, make mistakes. Yeah. Um, I don't know that we're very good at programming things to sin. Right. I hmm. don't know that we're, uh, like, would we program things to um, randomly lose its temper? Oh, we could but mm-hmm. like is anybody going to want to buy that machine yeah right <laughs> right this the, i mean this is the thing that that, that, that we would say that, that ai you know a, a, again promises us it promises us a world without pain without suffering and as such uh promises us a world without our humanity um in many respects and so i, I think for, you know for the, as as we continue to uh march forward in many respects This doesn't really feel all that different from the sixth chapter of Genesis. Mm -hmm. And the sixth chapter of Genesis is, uh, you know, it's it's the beginning of this notion of the Nephilim come and they Mm -hmm. take over and so forth. And and, And this begins the march eventually to the flood, which leads then to Genesis 9, 10, 11, and the Tower of Babel. And the Tower of Babel is all about technology. It It was all about, can we build a big thing to the heavens? Can we become God Mm -hmm.
4: in this response to that? Yeah, Mm -hmm. right. And
6: and
13: yeah, and so I think that um, what we're doing is we're we're just replaying the first, you know, 11 chapters of Genesis uh, while we, uh, you know, live with this illusion that we are uh, advanced uh, thoughtful creatures in the process. That's
5: Dr. Kurt Thompson. You can check out his book, The Soul of Shame, retelling the stories we believe about ourselves and his latest, The Soul of Desire, discovering the neuroscience of longing, beauty, and community. Kurt, I have not thought about AI in those terms before. I appreciate you being here today.
13: John and Kathy, great to be with you. Thanks so much.
4: The pleasure is always ours. Dr. Kurt Thompson, you can find him easily on the web and the books as well. Dr. Kurt Thompson. We'll take a quick break. It's our daily feature. Does this make sense? That's next. The world is ever changing. Fashion, automobiles, news, turn around and the world is always it's, different. Everything's changed. However, God never changes. God is eternal. Transient, yes, life is, but if you're thinking about embedding yourself In the eternal truth of God, and you're a young, soon to be college student, I would say, look at Grove City College.
5: It's hard to think through these things. You know, it's hard to think through the news today. It's hard to think through issues that affect people, you know, issues of truth and justice and all, and what it means to follow Jesus and be an intellectual person in the world. Um, You need a guide, you need mentors. You need professors that care about you, um, who know you, and who are willing to speak into your life if asked. And uh, on a college campus, sometimes that type of mentorship is a hard thing to find.
4: I'm into that. So if you're thinking about applying to colleges in this new semester, your son, your daughter, you yourself Where do you end up? Where do you spend four years of hard-earned study? We'd say Grove City College, the eternal truth of Christ. That is what's necessary for life to flourish. GCC.edu, Grove City College.
1: right roofing siding remodeling specializing in roof replacements for churches and places of worship for nearly 40 years for the church roof replacement specialists in pittsburgh and the surrounding area call 724 new roof today for a free quote if
0: you have unfiled taxes or are in debt to the irs this is important news the irs just rolled out a new program to help struggling taxpayers more easily resolve their tax problems it's called the taxpayer relief initiative and it opens up powerful new options for people Looking to get back on the right track with the IRS. And no one knows this program like the professionals at Optima Tax Relief, America's most trusted tax resolution company. They've resolved over $1 billion in tax debt for their clients and have the expertise and experience to help you. One easy call to Optima can start the process, helping to put an end to your worries of wage garnishment, asset seizure, and other aggressive IRS actions. Make today the beginning of your fresh start with the IRS. Call the experts at Optima Tax Relief now for your. Free confidential consultation.
10: Call 800 965
7: 1433. 800 965
9: 1433. 800 965 1433. Optima Tax Relief. Some restrictions apply. For complete details, please visit OptimaTaxRelief.com.
8: Ask Alexa to play the word Pittsburgh to hear us there. We're on your Google Speaker too plus iHeart, tune in, and on Odyssey. 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh.
11: Air quality alert remains in effect for tonight. Hazy and smoky air quality will be unhealthy for sensitive groups. The low 55 sunshine and patchy clouds for tomorrow. Smoke from Canadian wildfires can create reduced air quality and hazy skies tomorrow. The high 83. It'll be more humid Friday with intervals of clouds and sun, a thunderstorm in spots of the afternoon. And air quality will still be unhealthy for sensitive groups. The high 85 with your AccuWeather forecast. I'm Drew Shannon.
5: This makes sense.
4: Does what makes sense? Couscous. Couscous. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is one of these lines in our. Yeah, face.
5: this a is a grain. Plot. You know, mm, yeah. if you're not familiar, it's a. Couscous. It's high, very high in protein. Kind of mm-hmm. goldish in color. Yeah. Easy to make. Mm-hmm. Simple to cook. Does that make sense, John?
4: No. Not at all. I'm not a fan. Although in our family, I'm outnumbered three to one. Are you? Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. The question often comes up, hey, you want to do rice or would you like couscous? There's no no comparison to me, right? Who's picking couscous when that's the question? My wife and
5: kids. Oh, my
4: They love it. They're loving their couscous.
5: John, that doesn't make sense to I, me.
4: I agree 100%. Yeah. It's,
5: you know, I, I, I get that it's good for you. I appreciate yeah. the high protein level, but that's rough.
4: Yeah, I, I don't. It's Couscous is kind of like warm grape nuts for me.
5: Oh, it's not even close to as good as grape nuts. It's in a whole different. I'm not saying league. it's good.
4: I'm saying it's bad.
5: I know, but I'm saying you don't appreciate grape nuts. That's no, the I problem. Agree. So yeah. don't sully oh, the gosh. reputation of my grape nuts oh, by
4: making enemies. wherever I, where I guess. Yeah,
5: them. no, I got. I got to be honest. As as great as I know it is, and how it's just the, everything's great about it, except mm. the taste, because that's yeah. not.
4: I agree, hundred percent. All right, uh, we we're both in agreement with the couscous. Yeah. So, Please send Kathy uh, emails. Uh,
5: <laughs> Kathy at com.
4: Okay. Uh, the envelope uh, arrives in the mailbox, which sends shutters down your spine. Does this make sense? The IRS. <laughs> now, seriously.
5: Oh, There's oh got to be
4: a better way. There has got to be yeah. a better way. I can't tell you how many waking hours my dear, kind, and loving wife spends Thinking, fearing, engaging, fighting, battling, surrendering to the federal government and the Internal Revenue Service. These guys, they don't make sense. And I know that they know that they don't make sense.
5: Yeah. Well, it's hard to make sense when your tax code is like 400,000 pages long.
4: Yeah. And some people get off scot-free.
5: Wait, wait, was it Steve Forbes who said you should be able to do your taxes on a postcard? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well... And the American public just forced him out. I mean, why why should it? it, The fact that it's this complicated is appallingly terrible.
4: Yeah. And it feels as though, you know, if you're the upper level, you're fine. Of course. The working class. We're working.
5: Exactly. It's the working class, the lesser educated that get punished by it.
4: Yeah. So my advice is feed the IRS and couscous and all will be well. 101.5
8: WORD.
2: I'm Alan Jackson, and I have the privilege of joining you each day to open the Word of God and ask for His input. I'm convinced the challenges we face in today's world are more spiritual than they are political or economic. Exploring God's Word together is refreshing. It equips us for everything that comes our way. Join me, and let's see what God has in store for us today. A fresh look at Scripture, weekday mornings at 930, Alan Jackson Ministries on 101.5 WORD.
1: Doing It Right. Roofing, Siding, Remodeling. Specializing in roof replacements for churches and places of worship for nearly 40 years. For the church roof replacement specialists in Pittsburgh and the surrounding area, call 724-NEW-ROOF-TODAY for a free quote. Right? Call
3: it right. Feel like you're trying to push a boulder uphill? Wearing skates? If you run or manage a local business today, you're challenged like never before. We get it, and we want to help. We're Salem Surround. We're a full-service marketing agency that'll help you increase your customer base by designing incredibly effective plans to reach your consumers day night and everywhere they might be
2: learn more at surround pittsburgh.com connecting you with new customers
1: surround if you've been praying for healing this may be your moment billy burke of billy burke world outreach returns to pittsburgh july 9th and 10th Get ready for a transformative spiritual experience like none other and witness an evening of healing and divine encounters with renowned evangelist Billy Burke at the Doubletree by Hilton and Cranberry, 7 p.m. Sunday, July 9th, 10 a.m. and 7 p.m. Monday, July 10th. Come expecting a miracle. Details at BillyBurke.org. Studies show decades of increased taxpayer spending per student has failed to improve educational performance. Can't we do better? Pittsburgh's Christian schools say we can. Right now, local Christian schools are offering half-price tuitions for first-time enrollees, like Rama Christian School in Moon. If you're looking for a safe environment for kids to learn, where character matters and academic excellence is served by highly qualified teachers, consider Christian education. Visit wordfm.com/tuitions. Trip to Europe? Visit all 30 Major League Baseball stadiums. Go skydiving. Okay, so you know what you want to do in retirement, but do you know how to get there? Tune into your retirement blueprint with Kurt Kenotic and Ethan Lane of Accurate Solutions Group. Saturdays at 10 a.m. to get answers to your retirement planning questions. Plan today so you can do the things you've always dreamt about doing in retirement. Listen every Saturday morning at 10 to your retirement blueprint with Accurate Solutions Group. Investment advisory services offered through ASG Investment Management, LLC.
8: We are everywhere. On your radio at 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh, at WordFM.com, the Word FM mobile app, iHeart, TuneIn, and Odyssey
4: my uh, my oldest graduated from college finally got himself a uh, professional position and on that very first day of work came downstairs all bright-eyed and bushy-tailed looking like he was going to a frat party and i said to him hey man there is no beer ball on the executive suite which he promptly turned around, went upstairs, and changed his wardrobe. So, how does that work in your life if you've got kids who are transitioning from college into the professional world? Lisa Anderson is back with us. She is the director of Boundless and Young Adults and Focus in the Family. She hosts the Boundless Show, the weekly podcast and radio show, and she's with us now. Hey, Lisa, how are things?
5: Hey, you Nope, oh, are you there, Lisa? I think we've lost Lisa.
4: Yeah. Hey, uh, Lex, you want to, uh, want to try to remake that connection and uh, we'll come back in a few minutes. Okay, good. Sounds good. All right. Uh,
5: John, when I look back at my life and I'm, I'm sure I've probably told you this before, this is not going to be a surprise to you. Uh, there are three things that I look that I, I see as, as the biggest transitions in my life Mm -hmm. thus far. um, I'm going to go from most recent to most long ago. So the most recent thing was the death of my parents. Uh, the biggest transition before that was becoming a parent, having a baby. And the one before that was going from college to working. I found that very, very hard. I mean, I it took me a good year before I could accept the fact that I was going to be doing this every day.
4: Yeah, that's a brutal slap in the face, isn't it? It
5: is, because college does not, the, the schedule of college, the the lifestyle of college, the even the mindset of what you're doing, is it doesn't prepare you at all for the workplace. I mean, obviously, what you're learning prepares you for the workplace, hopefully, but just the, the lifestyle of it is not remotely similar.
4: Mm-mm, mm-mm. I think we've got Lisa back. Hey, Lisa, can you hear us? No, we got a bad connection. That's a bad connection.
5: No, it's too bad. Can't hear Lisa. Yeah, we're
4: sorry for that because we were looking forward to this conversation, Lisa, about uh, making that transition. Um, Lex, um, what's your advice?
6: Uh, Give me one second and let me go ahead and try and call her back real quick.
4: Okay. Okay. All right. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So I wonder why that is. I mean, you spend all this time, all this money all this knowledge and experience processing through freshman, sophomore, Mm -hmm. junior, senior, and then, you know, you're kind of left to your own devices to figure it out. Hopefully, Kath, and my guess is this is true, you know, your father was in the corporate world. Mm -hmm. He might have been a mentor to say, this is how this works. This is what you do.
5: Yeah. Right. No. I mean, he was a mentor in a hundred different ways, but that wasn't one of them. Hmm. I mean, I think he had... I mean, he'd been working for a long time. I think he had forgotten how, what that transition was like. I mean, I I don't know, or he, he just wanted to, <laughs> he wanted to see me figure it out on my own as another well, you didn't option. Show up I the guess. Note but... On
4: the first day, no, I didn't. No, there's no note there. I
5: didn't. I don't know. I uh, my oldest daughter, when she was gr- when she was in her senior year of college, she took a class that's required of every senior at that school, and it is. I forget what the title of it is, but it's basically getting you ready for life. And they talk about setting up a bank account. They talk about, they talk about, you know, responsible use of credit cards. They talk about what a mortgage is. They talk about what, what auto insurance is like or health insurance or that sort of thing. That was super helpful to her. She was way more prepared for a lot of those things than I was because I, you know, Didn't have any of that. Now, I also had my parents close by who were super helpful. So it's not like I was alone on an island. But I don't know. I just I felt like going from being a person just soaking up information in college, being able to learn and regurgitate for tests and all that sort of thing. And then all of a sudden having to. And and. I mean, I stayed up until three in the morning a lot of the time, Sure. because if I didn't have a class until 11, I could, you know what I mean? And all of a sudden I was in a nine to five job or an eight thirty to four thirty job. And that was just a really difficult thing for me to get used to.
4: Yeah. Look, talk about um, the idea of having a strong work ethic right? Because I think a lot, you know, we've been talking a lot about quiet quitting or loud quitting. The idea that, you know, someone first comes into a job, uh, you better have your act together and show mm-hmm. up prepared to work because, you know, things will quickly pass you by. People yep. will see that weakness in your skill set and uh, you may be out the door before you're, you're ready yep. to be out the door. Yep.
5: I was just talking to my daughter about this yesterday uh, in one of uh, one of the positions that she has, because um, I said, you know, it's not just about doing the task that's given to you. Yeah. It's also giving the, uh, an accurate impression to your employer that you're invested. Yep. So mm. it's not just something on your list that you check off. It's something you become, yeah. you know, it's, it's changing. It's allowing your supervisor to trust you that you're doing the work you're supposed to be doing, that you're going to be prepared when you show up. Um, you know what I mean? Uh, that you're going to be a good team player and that's, that can only happen by you becoming a better person. I don't know how else to say it. I don't mean, it, I don't mean to be moralizing, but I just think the, the better of a person you are, the more mature you are, the better of a worker you'll become. Right.
4: And, you know, and the interesting thing is, you know, being a parent, you can say, I mean, you know, there is space in the relationship, hopefully, that you can say these things to your kid. Right. Where if you're the employer and you're saying this to your young employer, that ship has already sailed. Right. Oh,
5: right. Exactly. I mean,
4: there was always a lot of conversation in the circles that I was in as a, as a young employee. Um, how useful can you be? Are you being useful? What are you bringing mm-hmm. to the party? Right. Right. What's what's to the table? I mean, I had a friend who years ago who um, after she uh, left the um, the active performance side of being an actor, she became an administrator. And so part of her Ph.D. uh, program was uh, she did a a study on the value of your theater degree. What Hmm. did that what what did you learn from your theater degree, whether you're actively engaged in the arts or not? And, you know, she talked to a thousand plus people. And, pr- and she printed these results. And she's a friend of mine, so I get to see a lot of these. There's a lot of that, you know, the idea of especially as a free agent which most actors of course are, right? You're a free agent, so you're going from job to job to job. You better have a strong work ethic. You better yep. come prepared. Right. You right. better be on time. You better have that text ready to go. You better be a team player. You better be without your ego. All those things that make up a good corporate employee are the same thing, you know, you talk about as a skill set for an actor.
5: Right, right. I think we have Lisa Anderson back. Lisa, are you there? No. Nope. Okay. okay. There we go. So third time is not the charm.
4: All right. Anyway. Sorry. All right.
5: So, so uh, I, I really am eager to hear what Lisa has to say about this, because this is what she does. The yeah. um, so people that aid uh, students in the in the transition, move, in the movement from student to worker, I think, are really uh, underappreciated. And so mm-hmm. I want her to know how much I appreciate it. And I also want to hear all the stuff she has to say, but maybe on another day.
4: All right. Uh, should we take a quick break? Yep. Yeah let's All do it right, let's take a quick break come back in just a few minutes uh this is pittsburgh's christian talk we are the ride home john hall and kathy Emmons happy to be with you just in, back in a few minutes stick around
10: Wesley is a truck driver.
9: I drive a truck, and I love what I do.
10: A truck driver with IRS troubles.
9: They told me I owed them $43,000. It got really bad. (laughs) Quite a few letters in the mail. They were talking uh, about wage garnishment coming after my house, my car. Yeah, they, they don't play around. I seriously thought that I was going to lose everything.
0: One sleepless night, Wesley finally made a call to Optima Tax Relief at 2 a.m.
9: Kind of figured I'd get a machine, but I didn't. I actually got to talk to an actual person in the middle of the night.
10: He found just what he was looking for.
9: Oh, they were great people. You need a team of people that know what they're doing. Optima Tax, they know what they're doing. Optima Tax Relief came through with flying colors. I saved an incredible amount of money. Happy don't even come close. I was absolutely overjoyed. Take Wesley's advice. If you're in any kind of trouble with the IRS, call Optima Tax Relief. Don't trust anybody else.
4: Call Optima for a free consultation.
7: Call 800-965-1433. 800-965-1433. 800-965-1433.
6: Optima Tax Relief.
9: Some restrictions apply. For complete details, please visit OptimaTaxRelief.com.
4: Just when you thought it couldn't get any better, Mike Lindell with MyPillow is launching the MyPillow 2.0. When Mike invented MyPillow, it had everything you could ever want in a pillow. Now, nearly 20 years later, he's discovered a new technology that makes it even better. The MyPillow 2.0 has the patented adjustable fill of the original MyPillow and now has a brand new fabric that is made with a temperature-regulating thread. The MyPillow 2.0 is the softest, smoothest, coolest pillow you'll ever own. Hey, this is John haul. For my exclusive listeners, the MyPillow 2.0 is buy one, get one free with promo code WORD. MyPillow 2.0 temperature regulating technology is 100% made in the USA and comes with a 10 year warranty and a 60 day money back guarantee. Just go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener square to the buy one, get one free offer. Just when you thought My Pillow couldn't get any better, My Pillow 2.0 gives you the best pillow ever. Enter promo code WORD or call 800-391-0954 to get your Pillow 2.0s now.
6: Uncle Ryan has challenged us to explain in our own words why our direct lender advantage is awesome for Word FM listeners who want to buy a new home or do a cash out refinance. Challenge accepted. Let's say you come to us for an ice-cold lemonade. Best on the block, baby. Now, luckily, we've got our own lemons from the lemon tree in our backyard. There's no trips to the grocery store. No middleman. Which means no paying extra to the middleman. No added time going back and forth with grocery lemon person. And most importantly, we're using our own lemons. So we can often charge you less than good old Johnny boy down the street. Doesn't Johnny know this is our street? We are United Faith Mortgage. Our direct lender advantage often allows us to move faster. And because we're using our own money within our own walls, we can often get you a better rate, which can save you monthly and lifelong money. UnitedFaithMortgage.com
2: United Mortgage Corporation of New York. and a number 1330. Pennsylvania Department of Banking and Securities. Mortgage Lender License 22672.
4: If you're fortunate to live within a walking distance of a public basketball court, it is a cauldron of great drama and characters. There are always excitement and stories and deep and hard rivalries between people in the neighborhood. Remember living in New York City and all the way up and down Manhattan. I mean, hundreds and hundreds, if not a thousand or more public basketball courts And it felt like there was always a game on. And if there was a game on, you knew the neighborhood favorites. And if you knew the neighborhood favorites, there was always hubbubs and a lot of smack talk between all those different individuals. There's nothing like it. Now, there's something happening right now where all of us can vote for our favorite local basketball court. Because if we do so correctly, we can encourage and engage and really bring an upgrade to what's happening in public basketball courts here locally. Kath, you got deeper details, yeah?
5: Every court has a story. Um, this is a really cool program. Um, this is, uh, sponsored by Project Blackboard, the Langston Galloway Foundation, Five Star Basketball and Local Hoops. In June, that's this month. Um, they're picking one court across the U.S. to receive a full renovation, which would include crack repair, patch fill, resurfacing, color coding, backboards, rims as needed. um, And you have four options. Uh, There's one in Brooklyn. There's one in New York, New York, one in Kansas City, Kansas, and one right here in Pittsburgh. And there is a video of why you should vote for each one of these courts available at everycourt.local-hoops.com. That's everycourtlocal Dash hoops.com. And the Clay McCluskey video, which talks about his favorite home court in the North Side, is beautiful. um It is just, it'll, it's, it's touching. It's motivational. It's a lot of different things. And you can go on there and talk about, or not talk about, you can indicate which court story is your favorite. Pittsburgh is in the lead uh right now, but it's really close. And today is the last day to vote, only six hours remaining.
4: Really? So uh, this is an initiative and it's uh, it's by this organization. What do you call the organization? Yeah.
5: Well, there are several different organizations. Um, hold on now. My uh, my browser just quit on me.
10: Every court um, has a story.
5: Yeah. Every court has a story and it's sponsored by four different organizations that are going to put their money where their mouth is. Uh, Five star basketball project, backboard and local hoops. Um, and I just looked at the results, and Pittsburgh and Brooklyn are neck and neck. In, like there's a hundred votes between the two. So if you want to get on and vote for the local uh, North Side Court to get what it deserves, which is a full resurface and full renovation, go to everycourt.local-hoops.com. Yes. That's everycourt.local-hoops. Dot com. All right. Yeah, and look, you can see Clay McCluskey's video there. You can watch um He Got Next, which is the Brooklyn, New York version, Matt Kleineman from Kansas City, and Tyrone Moultrie from New York.
4: Very nice. Um talk about your basketball skills.
5: My basketball skills? Sc- I'm so glad you asked, John. I, I am a really terrible basketball player. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like astoundingly bad really.
4: Well, you probably didn't have an opportunity to
5: play a oh, lot. Oh, no. I mm-hmm. mean, I played a lot didn't when you? I was a kid. Not, I didn't have a hoop in my uh, backyard, mm-hmm. but we certainly had one at school, and every single time we chose teams, I was picked last.
4: Mm-hmm. That's always a tough psychological hurdle
6: to get over.
5: Yeah, and it wasn't just, like, first and second grade, and then by the time I got to fourth and fifth, I was better. I mean, yeah. it just continued on. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Sue Dell was always chosen first. Sue Dell. Mm. Sue Dell and Terry Verbanek. They were the ones who always were picked first. And I was always, always, envy, always envied them both.
4: Yeah. Uh, I, I did not play basketball on a team in high school. Uh, uh, one of the uh, stars of our, of our high school team, uh, a buddy of mine by the name of Ricky Bonds. And uh, Ricky would say to me, John, I'm going to make you a basketball star. I'm going to be your personal, you know, personal mentor here. And, you know, we'd work and work and work. Finally, one day he'd say, no, just don't have it, Johnny. <laughs>
5: <laughs> so as hard as he was going to try, it wasn't yeah. going to pan out.
4: No, I, I had great expectations because I had, you know, confidence in Ricky. I saw that guy that oh, he's going to give me what he's got. Oh. Uh, you know, 10,000 hours or so. Of course, yeah. it was far less than 10,000 hours. I just didn't have it in me to be the basketball star. That's all I, I think, for you know, you're, you're born with a certain physical set and uh, you can improve from there or not. Right.
5: Yeah. And I wasn't born with a physical skill and I also didn't improve. So well, it's not good, like but, sweat. but I love to watch basketball. Oh my yeah. gosh. I love it. Now, you know what I would really like you know, I'm a big pit basketball fan. Yeah. I've been a big pit basketball fan since my freshman year when I was going to Fitzgerald field house. And, uh, yeah, no, it was way before the Pete. Oh, okay. Yeah. It was Fitzgerald Fieldhouse Then, um, I love pit basketball. And so this past year was just so much fun for me. I wish we had an NBA team.
4: Boy, wouldn't that be great? I Uh, would
5: really enjoy having an NBA team here.
4: Yeah, we are not necessarily, uh, Western Pennsylvania, a a, a pro powerhouse for basketball. We don't
5: have enough. If we were to get an NBA team, we would be by far the smallest city that had an NBA team.
4: Really? Really? Yeah.
5: Mm
4: -hmm. Yeah. I don't think one's coming anytime soon, do you?
5: No, but I wish it would.
6: Yeah. Yeah.
5: I mean, I I, I don't. Yes, it would be this. I I would. It's the smallest city. Maybe maybe what I maybe what I said is not exactly right. What I meant was it would be the smallest city to have all the sports as far as basketball, baseball, hockey and basketball. Yeah. By far to have
4: all four sports. The Pittsburgh Condors. Right. Uh, The Pipers. Uh, long ago names. I mean, it's been a long time since we've had any sort of professional uh, outing as far as basketball is concerned. Anyway, we do hope you go what, what, vote. What's that again?
5: Everycourt.local-hoops.com.
4: Very nice. Hey, uh, as always, a great pleasure to be with you. Thank you so much for your time and attention. Uh, we count it a blessing that you're with us. Have yourself a great night, and uh, don't forget, say your prayers. And God willing, we'll see you tomorrow.